0: Hi, I'm Derek McFadden, proud to be an author, a poet, and a lover of most things pop culture. I am also handicapped, born with a mild form of cerebral palsy. But please note, this podcast is not called Handicapped Writer. It is instead titled Writing While Handicapped, because that's what I do. Join me as we talk with folks in the book world, and this podcast looks at the world of literature from a perspective you haven't seen before. Welcome into a brand new episode of Writing Well Handicapped. I am Derek McFadden. I am the author of What Death Taught Terence in the new book, The Santa Claus Agreement. I'm here with the author of of uh, three books now. Uh, her first one is Heresy. Her second one was Dissent, and this one is Reckless, the new one. Uh, and her name is C. A. Campbell. How are you, Shantae?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Okay, that was that, that was weird for me. Uh, doing that intro like that. Uh, that was that was strength. Uh, Shantae and I are in a uh, are, are in a writers group together. So um, it's odd, too, because this is the first time I've interviewed somebody whose book I've actually helped edit. So why don't you tell us, I guess, the concept overall of uh, of, of Arcadia and of heresy so that we can kind of get an idea of of what we're working with here.
1: Okay, so answer a writer's favorite question. What is the, your book about? Um, yeah,
0: essentially, <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so heresy in the heretic saga takes place in a world where the concept is that being different is dangerous and everything that's different is considered heresy. So that could be being LGBTQ that can be believing differently. Um everything, um, how you dress, how you believe, who you get to love, and or being handicapped, married. for example. And, yeah. 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 Even the career is um like your career is laid out in the codex. And so you're forced to be this exact carbon copy of what their ideal citizen is. And in this book, you have a variety of characters the focus is mainly around um, Shiloh, who's the daughter of heretics, and Jake, who is the son of one of the dystopian leaders. And about um, the book, the series starts when a bomb, a rebel bomb goes off beneath their feet and just completely blows up everything they've thought about the world and um, get pulled into this plot of this rebel group. And other things like that. There's a lot of diversity in it. There's a lot of queer rep. There's a lot of uh, neurodivergent rep and disability rep and uh, just as diverse as I could possibly make it. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's a very diverse book. So my favorite character uh, has to be Shiloh, but I mean, of course, that's (laughs) how much of Shiloh, how much of Shiloh is you?
1: So, Shiloh is me in ways that I didn't intend to be me. Um, uh-huh. I think every single character, particularly the five main ones I write take a different facet of me and it's kind of been an interesting interesting journey with me with this series because I started the series thinking identifying as like straight shish gender and here I am queer Neurodivergent um really have done a lot of, introspective work as i write through this series um which is you know the power of writing it can really teach us a lot about ourselves and so shiloh is me but she's me um growing up in like i grew up in a a very strict religious cult and i survived by becoming the good girl i thought that they wanted me to be and it wasn't really a great survival i I always made sure to like follow these strict rules, always made sure to, you know, not let anybody see who I really was because that would cause harm. And in particular, I've, as I've like amassed myself, I've kind of amassed my characters to a little bit and realized that she falls a little bit on the spectrum as I fall a little on the spectrum and just how rigid she is with these rules. And so I gave all of these like little nuance works that I wrote them myself and I gave them to her. Whereas with other characters, I gave them other parts of my personalities. And so you get to see like Stefani has, who's another character has ADHD, whereas Shiloh has some more of my um, autistic traits. And so it's been, like I said, this interesting journey of none of them are fully myself, but each of them have this little facet that I've been able to learn more about myself and like, and hopefully readers can do the same.
0: Well, I think that's why you and I connect because I think we're introspective writers, and mm-hmm. uh, you, you find you find parts of yourself in everybody that you write. Honestly, mm-hmm. I mean, I would have said that Terence is fully me, but he's not. As as I go on, other characters show themselves to be me as well. So Val and Stefani, uh, they're the—I mean, they are really the the crux of this new one, Reckless. Uh, what what was your you trying to do writing that one?
1: Right. So Val and Stefani start out as like side characters. We don't get into their point of view at all in heresy. And then you get Val's point of view in dissent. And they are a side couple who in this world where loving is very much regulated, who are two girls in love, which is simply yeah. scandalous um, in this world and, and my fictional one as well at times. And I, I, realized how deeply my character like my readers loved these two and I loved them deeply yeah. and so i was like hey why not give myself this opportunity of there's this whole story that infl- must have unfolded before heresy starts because they're together in heresy already so what was that like what what journey did they have to walk down in order to like take the risk to be together when that is entirely reckless and that's kind of where it started and i meant i set out to write this like little 40,000 word book and just like um and it turned into this mammoth it's like 103k words um and it was really a journey not only about them falling in love but like learning more about themselves it's a lot of talking about grief and depression and learning how to live with that but also like to live in a world where who you're taught who you are is wrong and how to kind of break down those barriers and learn to accept yourself and love yourself. And neither of the characters are there by the end of the book, but they've taken things to learn. Um, and it it's it's deeply personal because um it was very much an own voice with the depression and everything like that to like dig in and go to some of those darker places. But I think it's a can be a very powerful book for some. And I'm, yeah, it comes out tomorrow. Actually, <laughs> so. I, I was gonna
0: ask. I was gonna ask because I, I I knew it came out soon. It comes out tomorrow. Okay, that's one tomorrow. Of the mm-hmm. um, tomorrow, as we're recording this, um, I believe you guys will hear this on the 14th. So it will be out. Um, mm-hmm. and, um and um th- i'm i'm really excited for you because i know how personal this is um to you especially reckless i i know that you were you were thinking about writing a shorter book and and then you're like, it's blowing up on me you know uh, i know how that <laughs> as, like- as as writers go that's how that's how we do um
1: <laughs> yeah i think i think i kept giving you updates it's like well i meant it to be forty thousand words but i'm not 30,000 words and I think I'm only about halfway done. And then I was like, well, I'm at 60,000 words and I'm not done yet. I'm hoping it will be done at 88. And then I passed 88 and I was like, I don't know what this book is going to end, y'all. I think I'm almost done though.
0: <laughs> you did a good job. I mean, you know, yeah. I and and the thing about it is when it's so personal, I mean, it's hard because we set this stuff out to be to be read and it's going to be looked over and criticized whether we want it to be or not. And people are going to mm-hmm. love it, and people are going to whatever, you know. And we just have to realize that at a certain point, the book is not us. The book is the book, um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of us tied up in it. So, um, but that's one of those things I I, I learned uh, in writers' group with you guys, with with you and 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 the other people we're with, is that uh, it's not the the writing is for us. The book is for the is for the reader. That's the hard part. So. What do you think is what do you think is next? I mean, I, I know what's next, but do you want to talk about uh the the coming the coming books or do sure. you just wanna leave it in reckless and 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 pretend like you don't have to write anymore? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? And uh, you and I go through the same thing at the end, like I know so many other writers who are like, I'm completely done with the next book by the time one book oh. releases and I was trying to write the next book and, and uh, my goal was to like have the rough draft done by release day, which is tomorrow. Oh, and I think yeah. i have written one chapter and I'm rewriting the second.
0: Slow clap, slow clap.
1: Right. No. <laughs> um, and I just have a really hard time like going into a different brain space before the next book is like completely done and just oh, launched out there. Yeah. But there are three more books left in the main heresy, um, the heretic saga series so the next book that's coming out is sedition um i do not have a release date for it. it's not written yet so um i had <laughs> hoped to relaunch it launch it at the end of summer slash early fall and i don't think that's gonna happen realistically but yeah it's it's really interesting that's at a point in the series i'll try to say without giving too many spoilers yeah, yeah um you're fine. but it's kind of reached ahead of where the main couple is apart. And one of them is trying to tear down the world from the inside out and the other is involved in the rebel movement. So there's a little bit of like enemies to lovers vibes Mm. because one of them is not aware that the other one is actually still on their side. And so it's just very interesting type dynamic that I get to play with. That will be very fun. Once I get into the headspace to write it. again.
0: (laughs) Do you, do you ever look at? I mean, I follow you on TikTok, so I I know the answer to this. It's like a lawyer asking a question that they already know the answer to. But yeah. um, do you do you uh, do you think about the parallels to your book and the current world, uh, and how um, and how parallel it is?
1: I mean, I, I I daily state that um the world is looking more and more like Arcadia every day with all the laws that have passed with the LGBT and the transgender particularly in red states um and particularly in florida um just watching all the things that are happening and things that are there working on it's it's not funny but at the same time it makes me go did they get a hold of my like copy (laughs) like my outline for book three and this like sedition because i'm very concerned with what what they're doing um no it is I always, I started this series 10 years ago. Like it's not a new concept. It's not that I wrote, like wrote these books or this world like a year ago. I wrote this, started writing this a long time ago as a cautionary tale based mainly on my experiences with the deep um, right winged conservatives and the evangelical group that I grew up in and how intolerant they are to anything that is different from them. And so basically that's what we're seeing but we're seeing it on a political scale is these people who are terrified of anything that's different from them just making that it it harder for people who are different to exist and to make this world a terrifying place for people who are different and my heart feels for everybody every day because I've You know, it felt like I went through this whole journey of accepting who I really was and being brave enough to be different a lot because of writing this series. And then we have this whole world (laughs) kind of collapse around us and be like, "Okay, here I have to learn how to be myself at a whole other different level of fear. And it's 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 scary to watch. It's definitely it's hard to watch. It's scary to watch. But one thing I try to dig into with my series and with any dystopian books we say we see is dystopians fall. It's only a matter of time, but they always fall. Um, it just takes a few brave people to speak up and stand up and say, this isn't going to happen. And I think that's what we will eventually see. It's just hard to be in the interim.
0: I'm just trying to, we're just trying to get there. I mean, that's, that's, right. it's the getting there that that is hard because, you know, you can look at history as a fully done, finished thing and go, oh, that's how it ended. That's how it worked out. But when you're in it, it's, oh boy and and like i said i don't normally talk politics on this uh on this podcast cuz there's no not normally a reason to but you know this with this and 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 with the way things are going yeah that's that's and and what's interesting is you and i have very different upbringings i i am i am i would say considerably older than you which i don't like to think about but i am and uh so i i came up in a in a time when i mean life was great. Uh, Again, also, I'm a a cisgendered white male. That helps. But I mean, the 90s were awesome, mostly. And then everything happened. You know, I think 9-11 happened and the Patriot Act and then the world started just caving. And so, but we come at it from very different points of view. However, I feel like now I'm looking at it going, I don't want Shantae to have been right. But she might have been more right than I think she was. And I don't love it.
1: I Uh, don't love it either, to be fair to you. (laughs) I (laughs) kind of hate it.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, one of the things Shantae said before we came on this was, uh, uh, I hope you don't bring down the room. I am known in in our writers group for bringing down the room. So I would like to officially say that on my podcast, I have brought down the room. And I am proud of it. I think it. I
1: brought it down first though.
0: Okay, yes. Okay, that's true.
1: So that's we can true. blame this one on me.
0: That's true. This one's just gonna be heard uh globally now. So that that that's good. That's good. We can all we can all globally bring bring the world down. <laughs> <laughs> and I said that right as she was taking a drink of water so she could laugh through it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I could spray my computer screen.
0: <laughs> all right. I if. If our listeners want to get in touch with you online, how would they do that? I know you have a street team and everything. How how would they find you?
1: So I'm primarily I have one link. It's a Linktree, so I, it's Linktree slash ca Campbell writer. All right, and that's where they can find all the links to my books and to like my newsletter. You can get a free um, story if you subscribe to my newsletter, and I send one like three times a year, so I don't spam you because I have ADHD and I can't remember to remember to send them. So don't worry <laughs> about that. Okay. I'll just send you if there's like sales or something or a release if I even remember spammed. to send one tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. You will <laughs> okay. not get spammed by her. All I right, do so. not
1: spam people, but it's a good way to say and such, or they can follow me at TikTok. My TikTok is the dot rights. Um, so you can hear all my r- rants about politics or sometimes I randomly talk about like dinosaurs because of my ADHD and um, talk about my books and um, lots of other uh, things on there. Um, that's mainly where my online presence is, is on TikTok. All
0: right. That's good to know. And we'll put some of that in the show notes so they can they can find you. Writing well, Handicapped is a podcast solely owned by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thank you so much for being here, Shantae. And for now, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. A quick note from C.A. Campbell. Until the end of June, 50% of the proceeds for her new book, Reckless, will go to the Trevor Project. After that month, 20% of the proceeds will continue to go to the Trevor Project, a worthy cause which advocates for the mental health of the LGBTQ community.